We dive deep into online creative life on YouTube and beyond. Some business, some creativity, and some harsh reality. Welcome to The Create Unknown. People aren't really concerned so much about the legitimate stuff as the illegitimate takedowns now. They are a much bigger threat to the YouTube landscape. These things would pop up occasionally in the past. Uh, Whatever, it was one little thing and it was a little bit of annoyance. You know, it was sort of like a mosquito that you'd swat away. That's very different than what's happening now. Really, they, they, they put out a response the other day where they could they said, we could not see any fraudulent takedown notices. But it just it just shows how easy it is to fake one of these. This looks like it's real, so we can't do anything about it because they can't because, you know, DMCA, US law. When are we going to do this? Because he said, wait and open this when you're recording, I dare you. Uh, that's kind of ominous. It is it? ominous. I don't know exactly how to deal with that. Oh, no. We can't, we can't describe that. We can't describe we this. We can't describe no. that. We can't. I'm sorry. Welcome to The Create Unknown. This is Matt Tabor, and with me this week again is John Swan of YouTube Commentary fame. First, an update on Kevin I regret to inform you that Kevin is still in jail for sardine-related crimes. He was denied bail. The judge was extremely unkind. We're trying to sort this out with the Department of Justice. Uh, He will be back very, very soon. For now, uh, John is back in his place once again. And we're going to talk about about, uh, a new troubling sort of terrorism on youtube uh some some pretty odd attempts to extort and take down channels it's becoming a little bit of an epidemic uh with some people we know john is uh an expert on that he was uh he was just interviewed in uh an insider article wasn't it Yes, insider article by Lindsay Lindsay Dodgson, I think. So that that was a uh, that was fantastic. She's one of the very few really good YouTube journalists that I've that I've been in contact with. So it was great to say to see that all happening, you know, and in articles and stuff. So yeah, that was that was great. Well, we're going to talk about uh, a couple examples of uh, of these false copyright strikes that are ruining people's lives and channels. Uh, we're going to talk about a little bit of news in the world of John Swan. He had some exciting projects come out here, uh, one with James Marriott. If you haven't heard that part one uh, about about the Susie Lou and copyright stuff, listen to it after this one. Um, we actually we actually talked in that episode about how that was part one of two. Well, I wanted to, I do want to say what happened here since part two, uh, we recorded a bit about H3, Ethan, and uh, Keemstar having their feud and what it meant for things like going after sponsors. And then it kept developing and developing. And then Gokunaru's video, uh, he's a, a great YouTuber who made a video about Ethan a while ago that was taken down. Uh, Ethan uh, ended up going over that whole, whole video on his podcast and so now there's this back and forth there's no way that we could just release it when it was continually updating yeah so we thought yeah part two just can't can't happen for another few days and now gokunaro is doing a response video to the ethan response and it's this recursive kind of thing like like you know the the tomato soup can with the tomato soup can on it and there's a little tomato soup can on that one yeah (laughs) and it goes on infinitely until there's a speck of paint uh 
it's, it's that level of thing. And so we thought, you know what, there's a really important thing to talk about, uh, in these, these falsified copyright strikes in the meantime. So we're going to hit that today. And then, uh, and then in the next episode, we will finally, finally, I, I hope wrap up this H3 and Keem stuff. Do you think it's going to be over by then? I think, yeah, I think after Gokunaru's response video, that'll be one of the last videos we see. I know that there, there's Nicholas Yoros working on one, I think, but I think that's going to be pretty much the end of the drama. When Gokunaru responds, that'll be the end. Uh, I, I think it's it's run its three-week course now. This is about, it's been about three weeks since <laughs> the last big drama, and it's happened again. It's the three-week-to-a-month cycle. I say it every time. John Swan's always right with the YouTube drama cycle. So yeah, it's been about three weeks. Uh, so that would that would make sense. This is about the end. This is when people start losing interest, and so it's time for a new drama to take its place. And who knows what that will be? We can only we can only speculate at this point. Well, the consistent drama that we've seen over the last couple months, and not so much in the past. This is a relatively new thing in terms of frequency and intensity. Is is this? Uh, this extortion, this false copyright striking. Well, I say extortion. Sometimes it truly is. And then other times it seems to be a vendetta where there's no value coming mm. out of it. It's really just a mission to ruin somebody. So what is it for the people who don't follow the minutia of, of creators? Um, what, what is happening here? Yeah, yeah. So, so YouTube has a system uh, implemented from US law, the DMCA. Every main website that hosts content will have an option to take down content using DMCA, basically for rights holders to protect their content. So if you upload like a full episode of a TV show or a movie, you can get, if you're a rights holder, you can have that taken down. Like you should, obviously you should be protecting your rights and, you know, you can't just have people, you know, straight re-uploading your work. That's not, you know, that's not right. You should be allowed to protect your rights. But the problem with DMCA is that anyone can file one and anyone can file one under someone else's name, and YouTube can do very little to stop that from happening. So it's it's an so, unfortunate system of how the DMCA works, but that's just that's just one of the things where the platform's hands are kind of tied in the situation. So let me let me pose a scenario here. I can file a complaint against the channel John Swan, <laughs> and I can do that. Under, for me, let's say, the name Kevin Lieber. I can pretend to be Kevin Lieber and it won't matter. Or I can just make up a name. Uh, yeah. Bolt, Bolt Lampshade. Bolt Lampshade is the name of one of the babies uh, that uh, a member of the baby gang adopted. Uh, so, yeah, I could just say, I, I am Bolt Lampshade. You have taken my content. Dear YouTube, please strike down this channel. And it's yes. it's actually going to happen? Generally, generally it does. Now, YouTube does, to their credit, uh, they do manually check these copyright strikes before they go through. They make sure that nothing in there is blatantly false. Like, they won't let a strike through that's like, um, you know, John Smith, one, two, three West street. Like that's not going to happen. <laughs> Obviously that's, okay. that's, so that's you have not to have plausible person. information. Yes. It needs to have something that's, okay. you know, you can look at that and think, okay, this is a real person. If it's clearly not a real person, then they're not going to let it through. So there is actually a person that checks it, but you know, when you're checking, you know, hundreds of those a day, how deep can you go to check, you know, if a person, 
is legitimate or not. So DMCA works, uh, you know, that you're allowed to reverse DMCAs uh, under very specific circumstances. Generally not. Generally, DMCAs are only, uh, you can only have them resolved between the copyright owner and the person uh, who's being claimed. Uh, so it's very, it's a very, the way that it works in US law is really that stuff can only be determined in a court of law unless they're resolved out of court. So it, it is really between those two parties and YouTube can't get involved. They're just like, a, they're like the middleman that delivers the, the notice from the copyright owner to the, to the person who's being claimed. They have nothing to do with that whole situation, but they just have to make sure that the notices that are being sent have legitimate information attached to them and the person, you know, claiming that they own the content actually do own the content. That's really all that they can, you know, the only way they can reverse those things is if, if it's illegitimate information. But they don't really check it, you know, that in depth because it, they they do receive hundreds a day and it would, you know, it wouldn't make sense to, you know, check every single thing for, for the information and, you know, spending lots of time and resources. And it's, it's, it's in the past, it hasn't been as much of a big issue, but recently there's been a worrying increase in the amount of people that are having their channel struck down uh, by fraudulent copyright claims. So there's a lot of channels nowadays that are being extorted by people that are pretending to be rights holders and having their entire, you know, having their entire catalog removed and their channels, uh, you know, terminated or you know, threatened to have their channels terminated if they don't comply with some sort of a some some you know things that they've put forward. So it, it's quite a scary thing because it can happen to literally everyone. It doesn't matter who you are. This doesn't affect just one genre of content either. It really does affect. You know, it can affect anyone. There's been gaming channels. It's anybody, um, it? You know, there's 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 commentary channels. There's you know even even educational based channels can be affected by this. It really is everyone that can be affected, as long as you have something that someone might want. I don't know why, but you know maybe you've had you have a someone has a vendetta against you, or maybe you I don't know you're just rich <laughs> and you just have a lot of money and they sure. want some of that. Who knows? But they, they will find whatever way they can, and that they will. This is one of the the more increasing ways that people are you know attacking the system and attacking YouTubers, and it it's worrying to see. But it's also more worrying because YouTube can't really do much about it in terms of you know reversing those or because because it, it would they would go against the the DMCA which uh, you know that's US law you're not really yeah, supposed they, they to mess they with just that can't so do that. you just can't do that so it, it, it's re it's a really really difficult situation but. It's one that, uh, you know, I, I hope that we see an answer to it. I'll probably go into later about, you know, what I think we should do about this. But it, it, it's it's worrying to see at the moment. No, no. And, nobody, um, nobody, nobody wants to know what the guy who knows a lot about this thinks should happen. Nobody's interested in that, John. <laughs> you know. Uh, no, so we definitely will not talk about a possible solution. We really just want to complain about the problem. Yeah, yeah, I think that's 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 the best idea. We'll just have YouTube figure figure everything out because they're really good at that. We've seen that in the past. They're they're really good, especially all their policy changes. Those are fantastic. So I don't think we'll have any issues there. Um, <laughs> we can have, we well, can trust them to handle it. You know, we've been in the 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 YouTube game and the online media game for for a while, and these things would pop up occasionally in the past. A video would get claimed for a really kind of dumb reason it was clearly not a legitimate claim uh whatever it was one little thing and it was a little bit of annoyance you know it was sort of like a mosquito that you'd swat away um 
that's very different than what's happening now. And I want to, I want to point one thing out and then, then ask you a pretty basic question on this. The thing I want to point out is that it's not just YouTube. This is happening on lots of different platforms. And I think about people we know, uh, like Justin Wang, Justin Wang had his Twitter targeted, uh, I forget the justification on that. I think it oh, was it was, it was really or... dumb. There was I don't know if I want to say the name because this guy is a bit. This guy's an actual whack job, so I don't want to like <laughs> want to bring yeah, attention to it too much. But he's uh, it that was, was a case individual. of a strange vendetta. Oh yeah, he's he's a he's a real 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 idiot. He, he's um. He he had a personal vendetta against uh, against Justin Wang because Justin Wang followed someone that made a video on him or something. I don't yes. I don't even. It was something along those like it was really dumb. And he was like, unfollow this person or I will take down your Twitter. It was it was absolutely right, was ridiculous. Uh, it he was had a threat. To unfollow yeah. them and then it would stop. And I think the and same thing stop. happened with Rusty Cage. He Rusty lost Cage, his, his main Twitter. Yeah. He lost it. Yeah, it's it's gone forever. The only way Justin was able to get it back, as I think he appealed the DMCA. Maybe Rusty didn't do that. I'm not sure why, but um, you know, maybe because I when you appeal, this is one thing. When you appeal DMCA, you give out your full name, your address, right? Your all your information. It's all given to the claimant. Not on YouTube by default. You can request it though. So if you appeal, yes. so say you have. Uh, you have struck me, uh, and I appeal. You can request to get my full information that includes name, address, phone number, emails, anything that you could possibly want from me. Basically, uh, you can you can get. So it's it's a bit of a deterrent because people don't want to often give out that information, especially you know if if the person has a vendetta against them, what are they going to do with the information that they receive from you? They could do more nefarious things. So right. that's often a that's often a you know a difficult thing, and you can get anyone to file a DMCA retraction on your behalf, but you know you only have to pay a lawyer or someone else to do that. And my gosh, what a yeah, what it's a not slog that's going to really be. It's not cheap. Yeah, I, I yeah, looked into it for a completely unrelated thing. It wasn't even a YouTube thing uh, a few years ago, and it was going to cost several thousand to get that oh. done right. And the timetable on it was not short. And so I ended up yeah. not doing it. It's just saying, I got to let this go because it doesn't make sense. But I want to, I, I really want to reiterate um, and highlight how real this problem is for people. So John talked about. Uh, how you can file a request with uh, some of these platforms and get the information necessary to take legal or police action. So uh, there's a YouTuber I know who uh, John knows as well, I, I think, I'm pretty sure. And <laughs> uh, this is somebody who who has had a YouTube name for years and they, they're well established with it. I'm, I'm, I apologize for being vague, but since the whole issue here is privacy and the bad things that can happen when privacy is violated, please forgive me for being vague. It's got to be that way. Uh, anyway, this guy uh, has a person who is is extremely critical of him. Uh, they they really won't leave him alone because of a video he made. And I think it's gone on for over a year, something like that. And they've threatened to sue him a lot of times. And I talked to him about it. He said, I'm not worried at all about the prospect of a lawsuit here because it's the, the woman is just 
has has baseless accusations. I'm not worried at all, but it's so easy for her to get my name and personal information. That could be really damaging. I've worked very hard for years to keep my identity private and have mm-hmm. a normal life. He so he's not even worried about the consequences on the DMCA side. He doesn't care. But he's worried about having having that process weaponized to get personal information about him. So this is the kind of thing that's going through the head of somebody who's on YouTube, Twitter, any of these platforms and encounters one of these problems. It's really a terrifying thing, depending on who you are. If you've got uh, a family and kids, you've got different concerns uh, than, than if you don't. Uh, but some people are, are pretty young and they really don't want a crazy problem like this when they're 18 or 19. Uh, there, there are a lot of complex elements to it, but I, I do want to back up a little bit and just ask, what are the things that you can file a complaint for? You know, audio, video, like what falls under a, a claim that somebody can file here, legitimate or not? Okay, you would be very, very, very surprised how much can be claimed. Um, I'm actually going to look out on the YouTube website right now, and I'm going to read out exactly what you can claim a video or strike down a video for, what you can DMCA. There is, there's a long list, and I was actually shocked by, by seeing the amount that you could actually because there's some things like, for example, YouTube thumbnail. You can claim an entire video for. A YouTube thumbnail, um, but 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 there's a few other things as well. Uh, if your entire video is re-uploaded, obviously, uh-huh. my name. I don't know what that means. I don't know. Uh, I think that's. I'm not. I'm not 100 sure how that works, but, but I mean, apparently, yes. Think my original song, my software, my artwork, my live performance, my video not from YouTube. Obviously, if you know, if you're copyrighted on another on another platform, no one else is allowed to re-upload on YouTube my copyrighted logo or other so uh, for example my artwork that can apply to um, that can apply to thumbnails and all, and all the rest of it and it, it, it is really that widespread you can take down a video for all of those reasons like using someone's logo in a video you can have your whole video struck and removed which is quite something mm-hmm. um, you wouldn't you wouldn't really expect that but that that is one of the ways you can get an entire video struck down and it, it it is that widespread and you don't even have to be the person legitimate person to fire one of these and it is it's quite scary when you think about it um but unfortunately that's just that is just how it is that's the climate at this time uh yeah. whether it's somebody like you said wanting wanting money because somebody is successful uh or has means or something like that uh wanting a piece of that or just really wanting to disrupt somebody's life for a really weird reason. And some of the reasons are really strange. Uh, so it's something that that when I, I started working with Kevin, he really drilled this into me about how important it was to not do things that would be subject to uh, any claims or takedown notices like this. And I didn't, I I had a sense of it. You know, because it does apply to to everything uh, that that happens online. You know, when you're writing articles, uh, you obviously can't lift any material from anybody else. And if you're going to quote yeah. them, you have to cite it. Uh, you know, so I like 
I, I was familiar with this through other jobs, but I, I didn't really understand the extent because I was always dealing with text. Okay. And that made things way easier because it was just text. But what you described, uh, is everything. If it's at all audio or visual or even conceptual, it is subject to one of these claims. And I, I really yeah. started to appreciate the complexity of that when we made some videos and I would suggest things uh, like, oh, wouldn't it be wouldn't it be funny if you did this? Or this this three seconds from another thing would really make the point a lot clearer. Uh, just all of these suggestions were good in theory. Well, maybe. I hope they were. Uh, but they were <laughs> useful real suggestions. Uh, but but Kevin would just say, no, this this either is definitely going to get us tr- in trouble or it has too high a chance and, and the possibility isn't worth it. So it, it takes a lot of time, actually, to write around this issue and to film around this issue and, I imagine, yeah. edit around this issue. But the mindset that, that he seemed to have was that the extra time we spend on making sure there's not going to be a problem is going to be less time than we'll spend dealing with the problem if it pops up. And I can't recall anything, anything popping up. I mean, we we really do treat it uh, seriously and take a lot of care to avoid an issue. Yeah. yeah, But if it's as broad as you say it is, what is somebody supposed to do when uh, maybe they've got to turn something around quickly or they have an informal style, let's say it's a vlog thing that, that isn't heavily scripted. It's not going to take three weeks to make a video. How, how much time do you have to spend to make sure you're going to be okay in a format like that? Yes. Yeah, so, so if generally most uses of, um, you know, of these things would be considered fair use. So uh, I'm sure, you know, most people listening right now have heard the words spread around a lot and, you know, you can do your own research on what that is and what that entails. But generally, if you're using things uh, in the purposes of commentary, criticism, research, uh, that's considered fair use. There's also some cases about incidental use. So, for example, if you are vlogging and you're vlogging in a cafe and there's music playing in the background of the cafe... The copyright owner generally cannot claim or, or strike down your video because their back, their music was playing in the background of this video because it's incidental. The use you you didn't intend to use the song for you know illustrating the song in your video or, or something like that, right? It, it really is an accident that it was in there. Um, so there's been cases on incidental use, and that's uh, you know that's gone through as fair use as well in, in the past. And, and there's a lot of there's a lot of things like that. Most uses um, would be fair when you when you're talking about that. Um, it, really, people aren't concerned so much about legitimate DMCA's because if they are legitimate DMCA's um, look the person has to sue you to keep the video down so uh, the way it works is they can DMCA you and uh, they give you YouTube gives you 14 days to respond I think always a 
30 day. Actually, no, you can respond at any time. I forget. Uh, so, so they DMCA you, you can respond at any time, but after 30 days, your video gets removed. So if you respond after that time, just know you're not going to get your video back. Your video is going to be gone, but the strike will be lifted from your channel, but the video will forever, forever be gone. So you generally appear within 30 days, and then they, the claimant, has 10 to 14 days to respond to you. And if they don't, the video goes back up. But the only way that they can respond to you is if they file an intent to depose. Basically, we are going to sue you. Uh, we, we, they, they file that to YouTube. They, they provide evidence to say, look, we are going to sue this person. We have an intent to depose and uh, we want the content to stay down. And then YouTube has to comply because it's going through legal action. But if they don't, re that it don't reply, then, you know, it doesn't happen. Generally, okay, I, 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 have, not, I have not remembered the last time when someone has decided to go through with a lawsuit because of content that was taken down. The last time that really happened was the H3, H3 versus Matt Hoss case, which was 2017. Really, that's the last time I ever remember that happening. Um, generally, you know, it really doesn't happen at all. And, you know, because most uses are fair and people strike down videos because they don't like the way that you're using it. But generally, you know, it can be argued as fair use. And people aren't really concerned so much about the legitimate stuff as the illegitimate takedowns now. They are a much bigger threat to the YouTube landscape. Uh, and I think it's important that we address those as soon as possible to try and make sure that we have some sort of solution to that, because that's really not optimal at this moment in time. So what are some of the examples that have happened recently with channels uh, having having uh, uh, takedown notices and how has that gone for them? Yes, yeah, so there, there's been an, a, an influx in illegitimate takedowns recently. It, it's it's worrying to see, but it it has happened. And uh, you know, the Insider made a whole article about this. I'm sure you can probably link it in the description. It's actually a very good summary of everything that's been going on the past you know the past few few weeks and going yeah, back the to article a few that years John ago. mentioned. Yeah, we'll put that in the description uh, so that that you can read up on this because it's a very good example uh, of or a very good rundown on what's happening here. And it's got several examples in it, including uh, uh, a few answers uh, from, from John as well. But it, <laughs> uh, there are interviews with, with a couple people who have gone through this process and struggled with the frustration of, of a completely illegitimate takedown. So uh, it goes into a bit more detail and, and depth. So check that out. It'll be in the show notes and uh, description on YouTube. Yes, it, it is. Uh, it is definitely a very good, very good rundown of all that sort of stuff, and it'll go more into detail that I'll go into here. But uh, there's a channel. Uh, the first one that comes to mind, the first one, in the article is actually a channel called Game from Scratch. I hadn't heard of it before before this time, but they um, they got videos removed from um, from a person who was trying to uh, basically, you know blackmail them or or extort them out of uh, out of their videos um there's actually a chat log here um you know this person said i took it down because i can and i want some compensation if you want me to bring it back up uh, and the person said no they said oh fine you want your channel to go down fine if you're not willing to negotiate you will go down I'll give you a deal. If you send me $50 worth of Bitcoins here and promote my Twitter, then I will bring your video back up. 
It really is that petty. $50 that was crazy to me at a $50 at a promote, promoting their Twitter uh, or channel down. Like, come on, man. Come on. I mean, $50 on, isn't totally insignificant. I mean, it's a video game. You know, that's it's I think of it in, in real terms. $50 is about what a newly released video game yeah. is and, and, and if you that's know this all person you're could asking be, for it could be from a different country where you know you know currency works differently and you know you know us dollars goes sure. goes a longer way but either way but still, i mean if you're gonna do this aren't you gonna go 500 i mean surely, something that would make yeah, it worth it, your while sure, you would think but um you know it, it really is it really is that easy and uh uh, you know, it can be, it can be, you know, YouTube worked hard on, you know, they, they generally reverse these things if they figure out that it's illegitimate. If you can send them proof like that, obviously, you know, they can look at that and think, okay, this is obviously, <laughs> this is not legitimate. But, um, you know, th th there is, there is, there is quite a lot there that, that that's going on. And it, it, it really is. <laughs> that's the, that's the first example of people getting taken down and, um, this person actually said, as for why he was targeted, he has no idea. I would love to know. <laughs> so <laughs> there's like no rival reason. This guy doesn't have any enemies or anything. Uh, he says, mine is not a controversial channel. As far as I know, my most controversial video still has over a 90% like to dislike ratio. So it's not like I have legions of alienated viewers. Um, you know, it, it really is just no rival reason. I'm not sure why this person was targeting him specifically, but you know that that is just that is just one one of the reasons uh, and one of one of the things that shows happened. how susceptible though. Yeah, everybody definitely. is to this. You can truly be anybody at all on YouTube, anybody at all on Twitter, and you are susceptible to being held hostage by pretty much anybody who wants to hold you hostage. Mm. Yeah, 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 hundred percent agree. And I've actually just checked out what the channel is. It's game development tutorials and news. Like they they talk about they talk about um you know Blender releases, uh you know source code releases, uh you know game development programming That's Blender, languages. The, the software, not yes, not actual like no, food not the blenders. Blender, Blender the software. <laughs> Um, you know, <laughs> just to be clear yeah yeah you know textures unity you know reviews of programs it really is just really you know it's not offensive content at all it really is just game development content and that's what makes it really amazing there's almost no reason why this channel would be targeted at all and it really is it's 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 quite it's quite amazing how they how this happened um and when your channel is gone it's it's gone, isn't it? Yeah, like there's really if you don't have like someone direct to talk to, it's hard to get it back. Like it is it appeals like this stuff they generally don't go through, and I'm not sure why that is, but um, you know, it it, it is quite a it is it's really really difficult to check, get your channel back up when it's been taken down. That's why you got to stop this stuff before that happens. You got to get in touch with someone real fast to try to re reverse this. But um, that, yeah, that's just that's just one of the one of the instances that's happened. Uh, another one that comes to mind uh, that happened more recently was uh, Memology One Hundred One. Now, Memology One Hundred One yes. has been targeted by the same person that targeted Justin Wang's Twitter. Uh, this guy is an absolute nutter, and he uh, he he's targeting him. Because 
I don't even know why. Just because he's a nutter and he wants to. Like, <laughs> there is no reason for why he's doing it. Again, Mamonchi, you know, he's a, a commentary slash news channel. He's not really that offensive. I mean, he, you know, he doesn't like certain people and he makes that clear. But, like, there's always no reason to strike this guy at all. Uh, no reason than, you know, anyone, no more reason than anyone else. It, it really is mm-hmm. uh, just standard commentary news kind of stuff. Uh, but this guy, the thing about mammalogy and why his situation is a little bit different is because he lives in Honduras. He doesn't really have much of an income, and he uses his YouTube channel to support his uh, his dad, his mum, his uh, his kids, and he use his YouTube channel is his livelihood. That's one of the ways that he uses to support his family. And so YouTube, when that's taken away from him, and when his content and when his his income is put on the line. It really is scary because this guy, this this nutter, is trying to take him down, and and you know YouTube really they 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 put out a response the other day where they could they said we could not see any action where any fraudulent takedown notices, but it just it just shows how easy it is to fake one of these and just you know YouTube can say this doesn't look like it was fake or this doesn't look like it's illegitimate. This looks like it's real, so we can't do anything about it because they can't because you know. DMCA, US law, they can't step in and, you know, rule on these things. It really is that. They can only step in when it's clear that it's fraudulent. But in these cases, it was not clear and they could not step in. And apparently now they are supposed to be helping him. So that's good. But, you know, at first they they said to him, we couldn't see any problems. And it's really, yeah, I saw that reply. I saw that on Twitter. I saw them say uh, pretty much, you have no case. We don't see anything where it's completely obvious. And there are, Many, many people pointing out this is the same guy. This is, yeah, is. Uh, exactly yeah. the same process that that others have gone through. And yeah. that he always wasn't uses, valid. He uses the same name on all these social media platforms over and over again. It's like he it's like he gets a kick out of it. He does get a kick out of doing it. And he wants his name to be known. It's like he's an attention seeker. He really wants this. He he, he gets validation from seeing people mention him. That's 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 what I think. So that's why I refrain from saying his name because it just gives him more attention. But, you know, he's got chat logs it's, with this guy. Yeah. Um, and it, it really is insane. And you know what this guy wanted? Like in the end, you know what he said? I'll remove the strikes. No, not this time. No, I'll remove the strikes if you give me the assets you use to make your videos. That's uh, it. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Oh, that's weird. That's all he wanted. And you that's know, Mimology's videos aren't really the most. They're not really that you know, difficult. They are, he calls them glorified PowerPoint presentations. Yeah, that's his own classification. Um, they're really right, we're not, not talking like famous nerd no, city level artistry no. on this. It's, it's like great content. Of, it's good stuff. It's a, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's good. It's really, it's really, really quick news updates on stuff that's happening. And if you're, if you're in this, in, in this sphere, if you want quick stuff, Mimology is the guy to go to because he's really got that stuff on the, he's got a good workflow. Um, but yeah, it really is just, you know, a piece of 80s style graphic that's royalty free with some music in the background and some text summarizing what's going on and some clips included as well. Uh, it really is just that. <laughs> and, <they're> really <laughs> and there's not much that goes into it. And this guy wants the assets. And then he says, he'll remove it. 
I don't know. It, it's the principle more of it, though. Like, I know people would say, oh, why doesn't you just give them the assets? But it is just the principle. Like, why would you give in to the person that's trying to take you down? Like, that just, it really is a, it really is a principle thing. And I don't think I would do it either. It, you know, and it does, YouTube is apparently helping it now. But, it, it, you know, this can be, this can be faked easily. And um, actually, I just want to quickly uh, go to, you know, how he took it down and what he impersonated as. The music that, uh, Memology users in his videos is from an artist called uh, Three Chain Links or Two Chain Links, something like that, and it's uh, royalty free. And they say it in their Twitter bio that's now inactive. The Twitter's inactive, uh, or their YouTube descriptions. It's all Creative Commons royalty free music. And you allowed to use your new YouTube videos, monetize all that kind of good stuff. Uh, Memology uses the videos, credits them, all the kind of all that all that stuff, but. Uh, this guy that's trying to take homology down, he impersonated as the artist of the music and uh, right. DMCA'd his content that way. And that's probably and why YouTube looked at this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they can't verify that it's not him they at, can't at say a reasonable enough speed to deal with this. Yeah, exactly. And, it, it, you know, you could understand where they're coming from when it is, it does look like it's the music person. You know, Memology's got the music person credited in the description and he's got his name there and and the music you know owner has decided oh i don't want like you the ways you're using my content i'm gonna remove this content from the platform and you know on on first glance you should might look at this and think okay this looks this all looks above board there's no problems here but you know if you go a little bit deeper and if you actually look into it properly you'll realize that it is it is just another one of the this guy's uh attempts at taking another person down and so his main channel and his second channel has been targeted and it's it's all going down but apparently they're in touch and they're getting that removed which is great so if you can get in touch with someone and you know have that all resolved and that's fantastic but a lot of people don't have that luxury and it's really difficult for them to get in touch with someone to try and get this sorted out so that is um yeah it, it, you know it, it really can happen to anyone and it's an increasing problem and i think it needs to be addressed as soon as possible well as you describe this you really cannot help but draw a, a parallel to actual terrorism right because there are a lot of reasons that that terrorists do their thing sometimes uh, they have a point to make ideologically sometimes it's simply somebody wanting to do a very bad thing sometimes uh there's you know mental illness at play there are all sorts of reasons uh, that that people engage in behavior like that and it's the same with with this this youtube terrorism right and we know how difficult it is to deal with terrorism in the real world and even even the fact that it's so incredibly easy to do to do the takedown to to do the strike it takes virtually nothing the same way uh you don't have to have a a sophisticated plot to uh to cause harm with with terrorism in the real world right yeah. so it makes it very difficult to prevent and to police because it's so rudimentary and simple uh it's very very hard to deal with we yeah. haven't made tons of progress in real life with with terrorism and it seems like youtube is in a really similar situation here where they have a finite number of resources they could double their their team uh dealing with these issues and it still wouldn't make an appreciable difference yeah. You know, it just it just wouldn't buy a whole lot of time to investigate these properly. So there's not a lot 
that they can they can put in place to straight up prevent this. At least it doesn't seem that way. So if you've got this really easy thing to do that causes tremendous harm and YouTube is in a tough position with dealing with it, how do you solve YouTube terrorism? Yeah. It really is one of those one of those really difficult things. But I had a few I had a few ideas and I communicated that through to okay. in, to Insider and I, I did have some I did have some things that, you know, maybe we could at least prevent, you know, a majority of these or at least prevent it somewhat. Um I don't expect this to be you know, a clear cut solution, but there needs to be at the moment when you appeal one of these DMCAs, there is a no option for, you know, saying this claim is not legitimate this strike is not legitimate there is no option to say this person's extorting me there this person doesn't own the content that's not an option when you appear one of these so things. that that there so is that you're saying if that were in place it would be able to route the case through to a kind of a special reviewer who could who could investigate whether it was baseless yes exactly that's that's okay. exactly what i'm saying okay. because i don't know if you would really like i could understand how that could be misused though like i could i could really understand like that if you are a smaller channel maybe you know and you you've received a dmca and you don't know um you know What's 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 going on? You don't know how the system works. Like like you know, if you're a Minecraft kid, got a got a got a DMCA, and they just like, okay, I'm just gonna click this option. You know, it, it, there might be you know some some difficulty in how if if that could be abused or not. Uh, I'm not 100 percent sure, but but it could happen. But um, I generally I think that would be a great system if you could have a button, just a button <laughs> that said this strike is not legitimate. Can you please review it? That would be fantastic. And you just have a form in there. We can upload images, maybe. That would be great. Uh, just anything to give some extra info. You know, have a, have a small team to review those things. That'd be fantastic. Even just an email that we can that we can access to, to, you know, send this stuff to and have that sent off to the appropriate team. There needs to be some way to bring this to YouTube's attention. Not only so that they can remove the strikes, but so that they can pub punish the people that are involved in this. Um, and in the past, I do remember in 2019, there was a person that submitted a whole lot of false copyright claims against some Minecraft YouTubers. And, um, you know, it, it, they got, they actually sued the guy for these false copyright claims. And I thought this would be a, a big deterrent to people doing it. Uh, and to their credit, I didn't see anything in like the last part of 2019, first part of 2020, and then March, just this March just started happening again, just out of nowhere. So it's, I think really YouTube needs to take a really strong stance against this content. They need to, uh, they need to adopt a, uh, you know, we're not, we're not going to take any, we're not going to tolerate any of this. It needs to be really strict, uh, because it, it's a big problem and I've not really seen it happen on any, many other platforms, um, it really is very easy to abuse. There needs to be some way to prevent it from happening. Uh, there needs to be some way to report it happening. And there needs to be, you know, some way to, you know, stop that from happening, you know, in the future from, from, from action, you know, action needs to be taken against this. So that's what I think would be, would be good to see on that front. But uh, we'll have to see what happens. I don't know why Yushi would take the advice of, you know, tiny channel with no influence, but... You never know. Maybe one day we'll see some change, and that would be fantastic to see. Well, you're definitely not a tiny channel with no influence. You've you've proven that in the last couple months. But 
something well, in sticks the greatest out scheme to me of things, In the greatest scheme of things, it, YouTube well, is probably not going to listen not... to Little John Swan. <laughs> <laughs> they don't listen to the bigger channels anyway, so why would they listen to me? You know, it's uh... They're not terribly good at listening on, on a tight schedule, especially, right? Yeah. Uh, but there's... There's an element to this that, that I'm really uncomfortable with, okay? And it's it's the imbalance that has come out in the 35 or whatever minutes we've been talking about this. There's a really strange imbalance here where the accuser, legitimate or not, can do a thing and then put the accused in an extremely vulnerable position yeah. with their information with uh, the burden being on them to respond. And it doesn't seem to have that same sort of balance for the accuser themselves. So for example, uh, there is no identity verification process. If you are the accuser. Yeah. It probably should it, there be. just isn't. <laughs> it probably should be. That I seems don't know like exactly, a really easy fix. I don't know how difficult that is in terms of dmca like i because the dmca the way that works and the way that form works it's inherited from us law so if you want real change to happen like there to be some system of verification or you know you know uh, upload your id here and we'll check it and you know that sort of thing you really need yeah. to be reforming up the source which is uh you know us copyright office appeal to congress and have that you know, how did that change? And uh, that is one of the first places you've got to try and lobby. And I know actually very recently there was a report. Uh, this happened like this end of last month. Like it was very, very recent. Like I'm talking like a week ago. Um, the US Copyright Office uh, put forward a report uh, completely analyzing Section 501, I want to say, 511, 501, uh, of the U.S. Copyright Act. Uh, that involves Safe Harbor, which is uh, basically um, platforms like YouTube are not responsible for the content that is hosted or uploaded by the users, so uh, they don't get sued for you know content that's uploaded by someone that's not them, basically. that's It's to protect platforms. Um it was analyzing Safe Harbor and DMCA, and it was a big, big, long report. It was like uh, 200 pages. And I read most of it, and it rules mostly in favor of rights holders. Um, it, that, that was quite shocking to see uh, in terms of that. They don't, they don't help the creators, but they help the rights holders, which is some, this is the opposite of what we would have liked to see. Um, but again, that has to go through Congress, and I don't know how long that's going to take, or whether they would even bother at this yeah. stage. But you they know, do seem they do seem busy right now. They do seem a little busy right now, yes. And it might not; it might be a few years if they look at it, and then it has to go through. And and I don't, I don't even I don't even know if they'll bother. But you know, it, it's um, if it does go through, you know. There are a number of things that, you know, because they rule in favor of rights holders, there are some helpful changes that we've been asking for for a long time, like an arbitration system uh, where you can set up a low-cost uh, place where you can represent yourself and, you know, arbitrate DMCAs and have it be very cost-effective for you to go in and uh, fight your claims. That would be fantastic if we could have that yeah, implemented. That would be, that would be amazing because at the moment, DMCA lawsuits are incredibly expensive, massively expensive. Um, and it's just not profitable for, for anyone to fight these unless you're a massive corporation. Um, 
you know, the only way that this would be, that's the only way this would work. Or if you have a massive fan base that is willing to fund you, like the H3H2 thing that happened. But, um, you know, arbitration would be fantastic. But then there are some really weird changes, like overall ruling in favor of rights holders. And they basically argue that because YouTube uses algorithms or something, they are not eligible for safe harbor. It was really, really strange. Um, the whole the whole report was really weird, and it could change the way that YouTube operates. But that's another story for another time, and I still need to read the whole report and make sure I'm not getting getting stuff wrong. But the overall thing is they rule in favor of rights holders. Um, so, you know, the whole DMCA stuff is you've really got to start at the source if you want change to happen uh, and i think that's really important uh we we've 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 got to make sure that we we understand what's happening there and and uh hopefully some change can happen but it really has to start has to start with the u.s copyright office youtube can only do so much to change the fundamental way that that operates i i have a really kind of unsophisticated view of this uh, i don't think about it in in depth uh to or to the depth that that you do i just don't have the knowledge there but i think of uh oh god i'm stumbling on this one because i all i can think of uh, to describe it is the adult items i buy online and <laughs> gosh that that sounds pretty sketchy and it's not at all what i want to say um, but sometimes you go to buy something online and you have to prove your age. And when I say adult items, I think mainly in terms of mixed gas and, and flammable things, uh, small engines take a mix of gas of gasoline and oil, yeah. um, that are mixed in a certain ratio, you know, and you can buy that at the hardware store, uh, pre-mixed. Or if you get a great deal online, you can get some massive case of it and have all the mixed gas you need for your chainsaw or brush cutter for, you know, 17 lifetimes. And that's, you know, that's the kind of thing that I do. But when you're buying that sort of item, you're, you're buying a box of things that can like blow up a truck if, yeah. you know, if it catches fire. Right. So you, you do have to prove you're not 12 years old when you're buying this and it's, it seems to be a really simple part of, of the verification process where I, I have bought things like that and I have to show them that number one, I am who I say I am. And number two, I'm an adult and it takes two seconds. You put your driver's license or ID number in your birth date, uh, something that, that takes about seven seconds to run through a, a database and spit out you know, the, the real thing, but they know who I am. They know exactly who they're shipping this material to. And I suppose if somebody, I mean, there are elements to this where, you know, if somebody buys like 7,000 pounds of uh, weird fertilizer, they're probably up to something nefarious. So tracking them in that way, you know, is useful too. But anyway, my point is that they know exactly who I am and where I am uh, and who's buying this thing. And that's for a total like normie household household thing and it's not a difficult process is it is it too much to ask for youtube to at least put that gate up at the very beginning and say if you're going to initiate this first can we know who you are that would that would be amazing but again i don't know I don't know if that's Are compatible with the way DMCA works. I need to investigate, and I can't give you a certain answer on that. But what I what I do know is I don't have that right now, and it would be fantastic if we had some way to do that. 
But then international stuff comes in. And like if you're from a different country and yes, yeah. maybe, you know, you don't what if you are a rights holder that, you know, you don't have a passport or you don't have a driver's license. Or maybe you don't have a form of government of ID on you. Like, you know, it is a lot of things you've got to consider. But I would love to see that happen. That would be a fantastic change. It would basically stop everything. It would stop all fraud. But I don't know how practical that is. And YouTube might, you know, there bring up a million one reasons why that can't happen because, you know, they like yeah. to do that. So, uh, you know, at the moment, well, I that's would- That's the thing. I think of it, yeah, in those simple terms and, and realize, okay, if it's really that simple- Why uh, haven't they done it already? You would think they would have done so it. So it's got to be more, it's yeah. got to be more complex than, yeah. than I realize. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it is too. And <laughs> I've got to probably investigate DMC. Yeah. There's probably something in there that, that you know, says that, okay, you are- this is the way the form has to work, or I, I think it is like that. I think that they, they set out the way the form is supposed to be, or, or something like that. But um, yeah, it, it, we'll we'll, uh, we'll need to see if anything happens there. I really think though, some way to to when you appeal to to report that, I can't see many downsides other than you have to give you have to employ a small team, which is you know in the grand scheme of you know YouTube and Google, you know. They're a massive company. Come on, you can you can afford twenty people. Sure. <laughs> come on, come on, guys. Don't, don't, you, you, they can. Uh, yeah. I reckon. I reckon they could definitely afford it, and it, it would improve so much of this stuff and and stop this this abuse from happening. Um, that would be fantastic. But we just have to see well, if if anything happens. The there. last the last thing that I want to hit on this is uh, tomorrow. John Swan wakes up, and in his email. Uh, he's got 57 different strikes, all of them from uh, noted sardine criminal Kevin Lieber. Uh, <laughs> and it's actually me. It's actually me using somebody else's information. But no, you, you get this influx. It happens to you. What what does somebody do? What, what do they do if if it's like with with Wang? You know, he was uh, doing whatever he does. And all of a sudden gets this barrage of takedowns and his Twitter is threatened. What is it just, what do you do at this point if yeah. it happens to you? Yeah. What do you do? It's a very good question. First thing, speak to YouTube directly. That's the first thing you do. You try and get someone there to, 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 to reverse that. So if you're in the partner program, which is, you know, probably, you know, if you're, if you're being affected by this, you are probably in the partner program. I don't know why they would, you know, be targeting channels that make no money. Uh, that would kind of be counterintuitive. So if you're in the partner program, you've got access to YouTube live chat, YouTube support, all that kind of stuff. They're not, terribly useful i'm gonna i'm just gonna put it out there right now they're not they're not terribly useful and you have to go into that thinking that you might have to deal with this yourself but if they if you know it is clearly not real information they should be able to get someone to reverse that which would be fantastic but if they cannot then it's up to you then you've got to appeal you've got to appeal everything and it's really difficult it's it's not the appeal process is really bad but if it is the same lots of takedowns if you've got 57 and they're all the same basically <laughs> like you own the content this is not the person that's claiming it all the content here is protected under fair use um you know if it's just that you can just write out one and copy and paste it across the 50 the 57 because a fraudulent takedown, you know, the person that submits a fraudulent notice isn't going to sue you because they don't own the content. <laughs> so sure, you yeah. are, it will get yeah. removed if you appeal that goes through and after 10 to 14 days, it will be removed. But you also have to give them your information. 
which is not great. If you have a PO box, you can put your PO box in there, which is great. That's fantastic. You don't. It doesn't have to be a residential address. It can be mailing address because uh, if you do, okay. if they. The reason they ask you to provide the information is they, if they want to pursue legal action against you, they can do that. But they only have to post something to you. They have to post a lawsuit. That's the, you know, they just have to send you, send you a lawsuit via post. So you just, you can put in a PR box and that works fine. So if you have a large amount of these and you want to appeal, I very much recommend you go to your post office and you set up a PR box and that would very much help to protect your information. Then all they, they get is, name phone number you can set up like a google voice number if you're concerned about your information sure, set up yeah. a google voice yeah. number and then it won't get your actual phone number so you get name and that'll be a not an actual address not an actual phone number that is if you if you're concerned about your information full doxing yeah if you if you're concerned about your information if you're concerned about yourself getting doxxed or anything like that do that appeal the 57 strikes and they'll get removed in 10 to 14 days if you write it out properly. You've got to write out the retraction properly so that you should can see that and think, okay, this is an actual retraction. We can pass it on. I actually made a Google Doc on um, how to appeal uh, claims and strikes. They all, they're the same set of criteria anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But um, yeah, I set up a Google Doc. You can probably link that as well about, you know, what to do. It's not legal advice. I'm not a lawyer. Don't sue me, please. But it's uh, it's a good <laughs> it's, it's a good uh, rundown of, of kind of what you can do in these sort of situations. Um, and I should probably put in a section in there about how to how to you know attack these fraudulent fraudulent takedowns. But that's what I that's what I recommend. And if you do that, you know, they're not going to see you, obviously. So your content will come back up and uh your channel will be taken out of the out of the strongholds of of the of the YouTube bots. Um so that that would be fantastic. It seems like if yeah, it seems like if that doesn't do the job, if if it's still denied wrongly, your only real option is to try to rally the troops on on places like Twitter, right? Yeah. Just try and get in touch. I really think that, you know, in these sort of situations, it's best to, uh, you know, you know, go go behind the scenes and try and work it out. Um, because, I, I you know, if, if that doesn't work, definitely turn to Twitter. I'm a big fan of just, like, trying to work it out, you know, behind the scenes first uh, and, and seeing, you know, if you can, if you can solve that. Uh, and then hopefully providing an update to everyone after that's been sold. But, uh, you know, I don't like to worry people for no reason. And I know that generally these things are, you know, it's not much of an issue, especially, you know, if you can just appeal. But um, I always I always go, you know, can, if you can appeal, appeal first. If that doesn't work and if it's denied for whatever reason, then you go to Twitter, rally up as much support as you can. There are many people in the commentary scene specifically that, you know, they, they really rally behind this sort of thing. And if you can get in touch get in touch with them, your case is going to get a lot of attention and that's going to be great to see. But uh, that's what I always recommend first. Try and appeal. Go behind the scenes first. If that doesn't work. Go to Twitter. See what you can do. There's another element to this that, you know, I said it was going to be the last thing. I, I lied to you. I feel like I haven't said a truthful thing in my entire life, uh, but I, I lied when I said that was the last bit. There's just one point that I wanted to make that's very general, okay, uh, because we do talk about kind of the the artistry side and what it's like to uh, – to have a channel, to have any kind of art project, whatever. Um, and the business element to that comes into play too. But this is a really good example of how when you're on one platform, you can have a severe disruption at any time. Oh yeah, You can lose something virtually overnight. 
And those of us who have, who have been around a little bit have seen, uh, uh, we've seen this happen through no fault of, of the creator's own. The really big one was MySpace. The amount of people who built these massive followings just on that one platform ended up being totally left hanging when most everybody shifted over to Facebook. Uh, we're seeing a bit on Facebook now where there are pages with millions of likes over there and uh, the Facebook community is kind of dwindling and becoming older and moving away from their demographic. Well, whether you're on uh, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, uh, DeviantArt, uh, Newgrounds, whatever it is, you got to be on more than one thing because if there's a problem like this, some crazy uh, rush of of activity like uh, these extortion <laughs> and harassment cases oh, happens, yeah. if it gets real popular and and you get caught in in the mix there. You have a problem, and if it doesn't work out for you, we have seen channels deleted. Um, we know, you know, for example, Isaac in, in the Baby Gang had his channel deleted over a really strange, strange AdSense-related issue that was total garbage, and he lost a channel of about 10,000 and is rebuilding. Wow. Um, overnight, he's just set back to zero. And it just reinforces that whatever you do, you have to do it in a bunch of different places because oh, yeah. you generally cannot depend on one platform being there forever in an unassailable way. And you also can't depend on being able to export people from one platform to another. We can't go into the YouTube studio and for example, download a list of all the subscribers and their emails. We can't do yeah. that. If Vsauce 2 gets shut down tomorrow, it's not like there's just some great mailing list that uh, we shoot everybody a message and say, oh, we're over here now. Mm -hmm. No, it doesn't work that way. And because it's not transferable in that sense, you, you would have to depend on what you've built up in other places. So it's really important when you think of how vulnerable you can be uh, you know, you don't want to live in fear and, and be on 17 platforms just in case one gets shut down. But it's really important to remember that diversifying your effort like that really does. It helps your brand, first of all. I mean, it just helps you get out in more places, and that's awesome. But it protects you from any kind of disruption. Uh, uh, Sean Malone, who we had on as a guest on his uh, uh, fee channel out of frame, did a video that oh, maybe in March he was done with it, that uh, it had a bunch of uh, a bunch of clips owned by by Disney. You know, they were Marvel movies, things like that. And his use of those clips was 100% fair use. Uh, his uh, the claims against him were just absolutely uh, going to be won by him. This happens a lot because he reviews movies. So by definition, uh, not reviews them, but analyzes different elements of these movies. By definition, he's got to show a lot of footage from these movies. So he's very used to this process, but it got held up for a month. You know, he's got this publishing schedule that he's got to stick to. Uh, his audience wants to stick to it. And all of a sudden this his big video that he's taken weeks to make is stuck in this bizarre purgatory uh, because the uh, the people at Disney weren't responding to his claims uh, because of uh, COVID-related stuff, yeah. we assume. 
uh, you know, their team just wasn't processing things quickly. And what normally would be a 48 hour delay turned into a 30 day delay. So you can be disrupted at any time for any reason. You can have a platform, uh, kind of go out of business as MySpace did. You can have some guy just in an apartment somewhere, uh, who has one too many monster energy drinks and, uh, mm-hmm. gets a little nutty with, <laughs> with his, his, uh, vendettas. I mean, you never know. So it's really extremely important, uh, to factor in that, that you might be disrupted in a very serious way and you should kind of protect against that as a creator. Oh yeah. And, uh, I'm a big, I'm a big supporter in expanding, you know, having, having two different platforms, two different main platforms, where you can have, uh, you know, you can, you know, it doesn't only, you know, help you in times like this where you might need it, but, you know, it, it helps, you know, to keep your community in touch with you. And I think that's really important as well. I'm a big lover of, uh, I really like the Twitter platform. That's my platform of choice. I've tried Instagram. I really don't like it. Marriott gave me a, a massive boost in followers. He like, and I went live <laughs> with him and he, he told everyone on the live to go follow me. So I jumped from like 400 followers to like uh, 1,300 followers in a matter of uh, two minutes. So that That's was a nice boost. That was a nice boost. Yeah. I'm probably still not going to use it though. <laughs> I don't like Instagram personally. <laughs> um, Twitter's where I've really tried to push my efforts to, and I, uh, I've got a pretty good ratio in terms of subscribers to Twitter followers. It's just actually, it's uh, it's exceptional if I may say so myself. But it's, uh, yeah, I think Twitter's a great platform to build up, uh, especially if you, you know, if you if you want an audience. A lot of people use it, and it's uh, it's one of those platforms. It's really easy to get it. Like a, a, if you need a call to action to help to get people to help you, really easy to get that out there and to get people to rally behind you and to get that seen by the right people. Um, it is it is really the best platform for that sort of thing it's the best way to, to reach out um if you ever have an issue like this uh you know about false copyright claims or anything like that just dm me on twitter and i'll do my best to help you out um you know i i've uh, I, I check dms every day uh you know twitter is my most active platform uh you know actually it is it is, i was gonna say outside of youtube but i barely upload because my <laughs> my upload schedule is terrible so it is my but it's my most frequent platform it is the platform where i spend uh uh you know a lot of my time and i i twitter is fantastic for that sort of thing so that's what i recommend you build up your youtube build up your twitter you got uh, you know audience crossover all that kind of good stuff uh i think uh, that 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 would be a fantastic thing one platform that we've built up is Discord yes. uh, to bring everybody together in there to talk about just kind of everything. You know, we've got uh, uh, just the, the the general day-to-day stuff, which is really active at all times of day because uh, people are just worldwide who who listen to the Create Unknown. So it's a really good mix of people. Um, but yeah, there's a section to talk about uh, Vsauce videos because we like that generally. Um, and, uh, you know, memes and the usual fun stuff. Uh, but, but we, we, we have something weird that's just popped up, John base weight. Who's in the baby gang, uh, base weight has sent us both a DM. Yeah. I've not opened it. I've been, I've been looking at it. I, yeah, I haven't opened it either. Yeah. It's been in my DMs this whole time. I've seen the little, little icon that's there. And I'm looking at it this whole time. I'm thinking, when so are he, we going to get to open this? He, when are we going to do this? Because he said, wait and open this when you're recording. I dare you. 
Okay. Uh, that's kind of ominous. It is it? ominous. I don't know exactly how to deal with that. Do we open this? Uh, look, my curiosity has gotten the better of me, and I really do want to open it. I'm going to be honest. Uh, he said all, to me, he said All to I me, know is that. You got it? Oh, yeah. All I know at this point is that whatever it is, we both have the same thing. Yeah. So when we do click this, we'll be looking at the same thing. Yes. it's. Uh, he said it is one of the spiciest images I've ever seen. That is what he said to me. Uh, I'm uh, not- <laughs> I wonder if we'll even be able to describe it. Have you opened it? No, I've not. You haven't? Okay. So how about you do a countdown and then we click this and describe what we see? Okay. Uh, on... Um, I'll go three, two, one, go, and on go we'll open it. Okay, let's do okay. this. Okay, all right, that's fair. Three, two, one, go. Oh, oh, that is. Uh... Oh, oh no, <laughs> no. Oh no, we can't. We can't describe that. <laughs> we can't describe we this. We can't describe no. that. We can't. I'm sorry. We can't. <laughs> Oh, if people knew what this what are you was, doing to us? We'd, we'd be cancelled immediately. That is, uh... we would be cancelled. The crazy thing here is that I, I'm looking at it, thinking, well, there's got to be something useful. One useful thing we can say about this. I really don't think there's a single element of this image other than saying it's vertical instead of like it's portrait instead of landscape. It, that's not even useful. Yeah, you can't. But other than that, I don't think we can say anything about no, this. No, we, we can't. I'm sorry. We can't. You'd have to, you'd have to, <laughs> don't even ask Space Weight because the fact that we laughed at it is no. probably not, it's probably not good. <laughs> don't. No, it, the odds this is going to have to get cut from the episode edit is, is like 102%. Yeah. Um, but these are the sorts of things that do happen on Discord frivolity and fun and the finer things in online life we examine those and sometimes it's flat out horrifying so thank you base weight for that i do want to say though base weight is he, he uh, he's actually uh made some material that you've worked in to vsauce 2 videos uh he he makes uh pretty good music and it's been really cool to see him develop on that stuff, pump out new material, and then kind of shoot his shot and say, hey, do you think this would fit for something? Well, a couple things fit, didn't they? Yes. There's been a lot of... His music is fantastic. It works really well in Vsauce videos. And I'm planning on using it in my own stuff as well. So, that yeah, his music is fantastic. It's been great. Because it's good to sometimes have a bit of a, a bit of a change in you know flow from the from the gen, from the from the normal music because I I have a library from the um from the Jake Chudno stuff but then I have my own extra library from Envato but you know over time it kind of kind of runs out and you kind of use the same tracks so yeah it's really good to get some extra stuff that, that's really good and have a bit of variation each uh, each video. Well, I'm happy that that uh, the music that he's making, which, as you said, it's excellent stuff. We've linked it in uh, a couple couple videos and a couple podcasts we did a long time ago. The very first one that he sent us, we said, oh, this is awesome. We want to show people. Uh, we did that. Um, but that's, you know, I'm pointing it out because that's the way you have to do it. You keep working at something. You keep pumping things out. You do useful things for people. Uh, and and you, you kind of. Like I said, shoot your shot. I mean, there are a lot of ways to put that, but say, hey, maybe this is useful. And if it's not, that's cool. Uh, and you keep chugging along and doing your thing. And if it is, that's great. We, you know, we were able to uh, get his his music in 
I don't know how many it is, because uh, it's been a couple videos now, uh, but out of the gate, you know, that's like a million sets of ears that are hearing the thing that you've made. And that's just, it's, it's a really cool thing to see. And it's really the model on how, how the people who are building their careers need to go about, uh, the stuff that they do. So I, I wanted to shout that out. Um, because of the crime against humanity that Baseway has committed against both his own countrymen and uh, a Commonwealth ally with this Discord picture, um, I, I'm removing his question from the Baby Gang question segment. He's being punished. Yeah, I, that is. It is. It is. Uh, you think that's fair? Yeah, it's a horrifying image. I think. I think it's probably a good punishment because that is, that is quite. Yeah, that is. That is. That is something. <laughs> Yeah, that it's, one's it's never the... going to come up on an episode <laughs> ever. Oh, oh no, no. Then, then Kevin would never get released from from jail. Um, so <laughs> we'll hit a couple of the uh, legitimate questions. So uh, I'm trying to think which one to start with. This image has thrown me off. It truly has. Yeah, it's, has it's derailed me. the whole podcast. Thank you very much, Baseway. Good job. What a terrible idea it was to uh, to open this on the air. It was not. It was not a good. It was not a good idea. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not terribly happy, but uh, I, I, we'll have to finish the episode now. So, <laughs> what can you do? I'm just thankful that we're audio and it's not like a, a screen share situation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> live on really YouTube. Show the way. picture. Channel instantly suspended oh, for community guidelines. Gosh, that would be instantly suspended. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, James has a question about. Uh, kind of different cultures and how they relate to drama online. And it is it, pretty interesting as I started to think about it. Uh, and he said, with personality and criticism of online personalities, do you find that the toxic ones are inherently linked to just being part of an online community? Or is, is there a difference worldwide? Like are, uh, do a lot of the toxic people come from the U S is, is there something that's American about that kind of thing? Mm. Or does Australia have just as many people per capita, uh, who are, who are just as toxic? Yeah, I don't know. It, it really does come down to the person, and I really, I don't know if it is much of a cultural thing. Obviously, much of the audience on YouTube, uh, or much of the much of the creators and audience on YouTube, the for the majority is from the US. So the most, the, the you know, the most amount of people you're going to see is, you know, United States based content. I don't know though. Like in terms of commentary, in terms of the community I'm in, there's not really any other Australians. I'm really the only one. Um, that I can think of straight off the bat, it's it's really hard because it really I only know British and Americans. Uh, those are the only two main groups that I really know of in terms of this community, and they're all pretty much the same in terms of you know yeah. problematic figures or or whatever. It's not really a difference. Um, it really does come down to the person. I don't know if it is my I don't know if it is a cultural thing. It is it is very much a, it's, a, it's a personal and a personality thing. Um, and uh, you know some people you know the problematic figures generally <laughs> generally speaking uh, hypocritical, not open to criticism, that sort of thing. Uh, it really is that very 
narrow uh sort of sort of set of criteria that kind of uh that kind of that they fall into and uh, it's it's actually quite shocking how you see it repeated so often the same set of criteria across all these sort of problematic individuals uh, but no it's not a cultural thing it really it it is just uh it's just a, a personality thing and, and the majority aren't like that either it is a it is a minority uh and it, it's uh you know it, it it is really just a person i don't think it's to do with culture at all really and as your uh, audience has exploded recently, how are they? How are they? I mean, uh, are your all your new subs in, in that community just blowing up? Have they been good to you or have you had more problems or what? Oh look, I've I've had I've had very little problems. Like uh, with the beginning of the Susie Lou stuff, there were like a few there were a few weird weird individuals that maybe took things you know a little bit too far. But uh, you know, I think I've I think I've sufficiently sufficiently uh, you know, fixed that, and uh, that's all good. Obviously, when you've got a channel as big and a situation as big as this, you know, a million views on the one video, you know, you're bound to get a few nutters in there. That's just how it goes. So. Uh, you know, it is uh, it is an unfortunate, unfortunate thing about having all the all the you know so much attention on yourself. But you know, other than that, it's uh, it's been it's been fine. I've been I've been very happy. You know, I've got a Discord now that's actually doing you know relatively well. I've got nearly three thousand people in there, which I never yeah. really expected. Uh, so that that's been that's fantastic. Crazy. That's that's more than ours. I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's I, got nearly, I, 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 think I think when I joined, it was quite a bit smaller. Yeah, two thousand. I think two thousand eight hundred. Let me check. Oh, this is the on-air check right now. Oh, <laughs> members. Now I'm wary of clicking things. Okay, it's 2,800. Yeah, so it's it's really at 3,000, which is fantastic. It's, uh, you know, it's 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 fantastic. It's been great to see, and the live streams have gotten a lot of attention, and um, I can't wait to see what my next live stream is going to do because I think when I live streamed before, I was on 43K, 42K. Now I'm on nearly 69K. We're at the, we're at the magical number. We're nearly there. I thought it might happen on air, but uh, maybe we're just a tiny bit behind. Mind. Oh, we are fifty subs off. We are fifty subs off from sixty nine k. So fifty it's subs, oh. fifty. So it is. It's getting there. But um, you know, just after we, as soon as we get off air, I'll probably hit it. So that'll be that'll be very fantastic to see. You can actually see when uh, I'll tweet it out when we get there. So you'll actually be able to see the exact time when we came off air, pretty much. Um, that'll be when I when oh, I tweet right, it out. Yeah. It'll there you go. It'll be the time schedule. Um, but uh, yeah, they've all been fantastic. There's been very little issues. Uh, I, I love my I love my loyal lower subs very much. They're they've all been very nice. Oh wow! I just saw a Tozy cool. recently subscribed as well. That wasn't there before. That must be that must be recent. Hey, nice. A Tozy, welcome. Welcome to the nest. Yeah. <laughs> welcome Swans to the pond. Swans have nests. The pond. <laughs> so. Uh, Trev has a question that, that this is a big one in the last week or two, really. It's about uh, platforms like Twitter and Facebook, and, and to a degree, we're getting there with YouTube, uh, with the virus stuff, regulating speech with fact-checking and things like oh, that. Yeah. And he, it's, it's, it's really turning into a thing. Uh, and when people do factual content, too, uh, they're a little more susceptible to this. But he wanted to know... How you think that is going to evolve over time? And do you think the social media companies will have uh, more of a, a hands-off approach in the future? Or are they going to get real tight uh, on this uh, and, and play it safe? Oh, yeah. They're, this is, uh, I think it's inevitable. And we all thought it would happen. And it is happening. It, they're definitely going to get more hands-on. I don't think you're going to see it let off. 
I think it's going to get worse. Um, there's going to be a lot more fact-checking and uh, uh, that sort of thing happening. Especially, uh, I think... Uh, oh, cutting that bit out. Holy crap. Um, let me just clap so I know. <laughs> um, wonderful yawn, yawn time. Uh, I, think, um, I think one of the main platforms we're going to see this happen on is going to be Twitter. I think that's going to be the next big one. Uh, and then YouTube after that. Because at the moment, YouTube is kind of just restricted to coronavirus stuff, which was, I understood where they were coming from with that. Um, you know, you don't want, you know, people to, you know, conspiracy theories about 5G causing coronavirus to be spread. I can understand why that would be so a thing. So you're telling me drinking bleach doesn't cure the yes, virus. Is that it, what you're trying to tell me? Yeah, it does not, it does not work. Uh, so I can understand kind of where they're coming <laughs> okay. from with that angle. Um but then, then, you know, Twitter, I think, is really going to be the next one. Because uh, we did see that happen with, like, the Donald Trump tweet recently, didn't we? Um, so it, Yes, yeah. Uh, you know, it is, it is. I reckon it is definitely on the horizon. It's going to be stepping up. And I think t- uh, Twitter is the next platform where that's going to be a thing. I know Instagram's been having it for a while. Um, they've done fact-checking on, like, memes and stuff. Like, memes where, the oh, this person wow. has died. You know, it's just, like, those really... <laughs> Really crappy yeah. memes. Uh, you know, they they fact check those and they said this is not this is not correct. Or, or I've seen the pop up before. I can't. I don't. I barely use it. So you know, <laughs> I'm not really uh, uh, yeah. an Instagram lover. But it, it, that they've been doing that for a while. So if just Facebook's getting involved because uh, you know Facebook's uh, Instagram's owned by Facebook. Uh, I think Twitter's going to be the next platform and that's going to be a big thing. And then YouTube eventually. It's going to be longer though. I think YouTube is going to have a much longer time. Uh, it's not going to be. Um, it's not going to be very soon for YouTube because it is different with audiovisual content than it is with uh, with you know just a picture or just some text. It's definitely a different a different way of approaching that. It's going to take a lot more effort as well to fact check that. So I think um, at the next we're going to see Twitter, then we're going to see YouTube in a few years maybe start to ramp up. But it's definitely not going to get hands off. It's gonna it's going to be the opposite of that. It's definitely going to become more hands on. So our straight jacket is tightening. Is that what you're saying? Definitely. I think uh, I think it's inevitable at this point, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. No, you're probably right about that. Um, yeah. I'm not looking forward to the climate on that, but you're de- you're definitely right. Yeah. Take it as it comes. It's cynical, <laughs> so, cynical approach, but uh, probably yeah. the, probably the realistic approach to what's going to happen. We can only hope for the best, but. You know, it's YouTube we're talking about, and it's Twitter we're talking about. Come on, like <laughs> they're not known to be the most reasonable, unfortunately. Well, triple question mark. He's he's new to the infantry, which is awesome. Thank you for joining in and uh, becoming a patron who uh, supports the show with that contribution. As I've said a thousand times, one hundred percent of everything that we get there goes in to making this show. Uh, so we appreciate every bit of it and it makes, it really does make every episode happen. Uh, we, we use every bit of that the best that we can. Uh, and he also made a video on YouTube the other day, which was probably the best first video I've ever seen anybody make. And I'll pop that video uh, or his channel, uh, down in the description, subscribe to this guy, subscribe to triple question mark, because right now he's sitting on 60. I think it was that, uh, earlier today. And it's going to be this, the sort of thing where you want to be able to say down the line. Yeah. I've been a subscriber since, uh, yeah, I, I remember I was subscriber 71. 
Yeah. You, know, you want to say I was on the train before it left the station because this is a really good, funny video. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of Doplex in aesthetics, which is cool. Um, it just, the humor is good. The wit is good. It's great stuff. I'll pop that in. Uh, yeah. Check it out. Sub please. Uh, his question though is, is I hope it's hypothetical. Uh, he says, say you're about $900,000 in debt dear, uh, due to years of extensive tax fraud. And you're now hiding out in the remote desert. How John Swan does one go about fixing this? Oh, that is a big question. Big question. That's a big question. It is a very What's the big first question. thing you do? Let's break it down. What's the very first thing that triple question mark should do? Okay. The very first thing you should be doing. Uh, I don't know if this, this seems like a very specific question. So I feel like this is, this is from personal experience. It's maybe. oddly specific. Uh, yes. it's, it is oddly specific. <laughs> so maybe 900,000 is a lot though. Uh, you know, who knows? Uh, but uh, I think uh, the first thing you should be looking at is uh, probably make sure that you have, you know, you got a, got a place to live, got a place to sleep. That That's probably your first the th- Bet, best bet the, in the beginning, you know, making making sure you can actually live, um, you know, making sure that you, you can have some food. If you have food supply, you know, if there's no food, well, you're kind of stuffed, aren't you? So you want to you wanna kind of uh, <laughs> make sure you've got some way to sustain yourself. Um, and from then on, I, I suppose you've got to build up your lifestyle. Uh, if you're $9,000 in debt and you're in the desert, uh, I would assume you've got no way of communication with the outside world. I would assume you would have sold everything to try and, you know, pay off the debt uh so you've got no way of communicating with the outside world maybe you've got very you know minimal minimal anything uh so at this point your best bet probably try and just build up your own society in the desert and declare independence from whatever country you're living in i think that's probably your best bet that's a radical Uh, it is radical but i think it's 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 important um, and it's also, it sets a, it sets a good, um, you know, a good standard for other people that may want to, may want to leave the country. They may want to become independent. Uh, and I think that's, uh, it's going to be an interesting, that's going to be an interesting thing, especially, uh, if that tends to a legal case, you know, you have to go to court and say, you know, I'm going to, I want to be independent. I think that'd be really entertaining to watch, uh, and see that unfold. That'd be fantastic. So, uh, I reckon, uh, declare independence from the country you're living in, set up your own society and country and have other people, you know, other people might want to move to you as well. You might get some sketchy guys in there. I would assume maybe some convicted criminals. Uh, that might be a bit of a problem in the beginning. But, I, I you know, I think you could become a, a functional society separate from the country you're living in. I reckon that could be a that could be a good that could be a good end goal. But you've got to you've got to work to that, of course. So you know, you got to make sure you can live and eat, and you know, have water and all that kind of stuff. I like this plan of establishing an autonomous micro nation. Yes, I think it's. I think it's. It could be very good. Well, we'll hit you with two quick ones, uh, and then and then go out because we have run long. Uh, like you said, uh, what's this is from Isaac, who I mentioned earlier. What's worse to do yourself, paint or install flooring? If you had to make a choice, which one is it? Uh, install flooring, hundred percent. I know because my parents did it, and it was it sucked really bad. <laughs> so you'd you'd paint anything before you installed flooring. Oh, yeah, paint, paint, yeah, paint, paint, paint all the walls rather than install floors. Hundred percent. Installing your own floors is a nightmare. Good. Well, that's a clear answer yes. then. I, I I wonder if, if it comes to maybe maybe this reveal. person's doing a renovation project and they want to know which one to do first. 
I mean, probably do the floors first. You have to assume that. Do the floors first so it's out of the way because the floors suck. <laughs> they really, they're not good. That is fair. Well, he who must not be named, I, I'm still going to use one of his questions, but I will not say his name in this episode again. He doesn't deserve it. He's committed many crimes. <laughs> I won't do it. But he asks, would you rather have a hamster-sized dog or a dog-sized hamster? Uh, hamster-sized dog or dog-sized hamster? Uh, hamster-sized dog. I think a ha- I think it's dog-sized hamster would be kind of terrifying. Uh, it depends on what size we're talking about as well. Like, <laughs> there are small dogs already. Like, uh, you know, you, you could have a, a puppy, like a chihuahua puppy. That'd be tiny, right? That'd be like nearly this. That'd be like the size of a hamster, surely. So you just have a permanent puppy forever, which is, you know, I, I'd say that's doable. But I think, uh, cool. I think a, a, a hamster-sized dog. I mean, a, a dog-sized hamster is going to be that's going to be very big, and it's going to be kind of horrifying. And those things are like quick as well. They're really fast. So that's going to be. I think that's going to be a problem. So I think the other way around is probably probably better option. Well, last thing is if you can just give a few lines of backstory about the fursona that you revealed on the last episode. If you can invent this backstory in real time, that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. So so someone that was it James, I think, that asked me about my fursona. I can't remember. I don't name. remember if it was James or Isaac. It Isaac, was it was Isaac. Was it? He was it was Isaac. Uh Isaac asked me about my fursona. I uh I didn't know at the time what my fursona was. Uh, because, you know, as... And this was Boromir, by the way. Boromir wanted to make sure that he knew the backstory. So Boromir's the one who asked about the fursona extension here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I, um, I, I didn't know my fursona at the time. It was, I still had to do some research. Um, I, I needed to make sure I knew exactly what I was getting into and, uh, uh, you know, exactly what was going on there. But I did do some research. I actually did do research. Did you? I did. And, you know, there've been a number of different, there've been a number of different options, but uh, there's just one that I think uh, th- that, that would be fantastic. I just want to pull up the image here um, and send it to you. And maybe have you describe sort of what you're seeing, because I think this would be, I think this is very apt. And I think oh, this no. is probably my persona. Um, okay. So I'm going to send this picture to you. This is, I, I okay. reckon this would be the best. This, this is this is the this is the persona. Okay, so oh, <laughs> uh, I have to I have to blow this up. I, how do I describe this? How do okay? So it looks like it looks like about eleven different persona, eleven different fur suits that were put in a blender and somebody just sat on the button. I mean, this is a combination of many different things. I can't even label it. Uh, the legs look like they have spots, sort of like like a leopard. Um, the upper body is like a, a shorn Chew- Chewbacca, kind of a, a imagine Chewbacca giving a buzz cut to his arms. Um, big paws, but the face is is blue fur with half bird, half ears. Am I doing this right? Am I? Yeah, like- it's 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 it is quite a it's quite an interesting interesting person. And the description, I don't know if you want to read this on air, but it's even better. So it's uh, you know the the description along with this tweet is fantastic. Uh, oh yeah. Oh oh no, I'm not going to read that. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I'll, I'll read selections of it, which is I made this suit. I use stuffed animals that I and now. Nope, that's uh, that's all I'm gonna say. 
Uh, yeah, but but I will. The ending part is that it, it it I guess it's been built in such a way that quote I can uh, I can pee in it, so I never need to take it off. Yeah, uh, it, you could. Yeah, apparently it reached like death. So that was that was fantastic. Um, I'm sure the Discord would have fun oh. with this one. Um, okay, so I did actually bait you. This is not my actual persona. I haven't actually found one yet that really represents me. So uh, I just I just had this out as an excuse. I've still got to find one, but I thought it would be I thought it'd be good to just uh, to show you the world inside the world of fairies. I thought this would be a good introduction. Oh yeah, the baby gang's gonna love hate this one. Oh good, that's exactly what we like to see. Oh. Yeah, no, they deserve it after after what they've done to us. Yeah, I agree, hundred uh, percent. In this session, uh, but hey, uh, as we as we wrap up and and get out of here, uh, how many how many streams and downloads and assorted things did you get on oh. Slow Down with James Marriott? Oh yes, uh, look, it's been the reception has been amazing. We we were going to be happy with ten thousand streams on Spotify first day. Uh, it got fifty thousand first day on Spotify. Uh, it got a hundred thousand combined on YouTube. So that's 150,000 on the first day. I probably now it's sitting nearly 230, 220,000, somewhere around there, which is insane. I never thought that would happen. That's a lot. Uh, That is many in the first few days. So I'm really, really happy with how that's been, um, how that's been going and all that, all that kind of stuff. It is, it is it has truly been it's truly been amazing. Has Spotify updated? Because they some of us take a while to to update the the thing here. No, they haven't, so it's still sitting on fifty thousand. But yeah, it's um yeah, that that's been amazing to see. Slow down, James Merritt and John Swan. It is a banger tune. Go go listen. Go listen. It really is a good one, and we'll put that in the description. There are actually a lot of links yeah, so uh, that many we talked about here links today. that are gonna go going to go in this on? description. Yeah, it's and they're all good. It's all exciting stuff. So check that out. Click around. Waste uh, an hour watching the videos and listening to the songs and thinking about some of the stuff that uh, that we said. Uh, and give us your reactions on Twitter and Discord, and we love to hear from you in any possible capacity. So thank you to John Swan of YouTube Commentary Fame again for jumping in and going over just this this super strange, destructive pattern that's that's uh just come out of nowhere yeah. on youtube it's a big deal yeah. hopefully my replacement it's a big deal. hopefully, uh, hopefully yeah. my replacement from from kevin lieber was was satisfactory today uh you know replacement host big job big things but uh you know hopefully uh hopefully that was a worthy replacement <laughs> for for illustrious kevin lieber we can only we can only hope that his his release soon from from jail on from his studying related charges we can only hope we can only hope they drop the charges. That's that's the best case scenario is that he'll be a free man and back in to the create unknown. Uh, for now, we are out. We will be back with a little bit of Keem and H3 and, and why that actually matters in terms of sponsorships and how everybody does their thing on YouTube. So we'll talk about that next week with the updates. And for now, see you later, Space Cowboys. <laughs>